Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa, and with me is the wonderful Ambrosia. Hello, everyone. How How are you guys? How are you? Nobody responds because we're, yeah, it's awkward. (laughs) Uh, We are not alone today. We are so excited to have our new friend, spiritual lifestyle mentor, Tia Johnson with us. Hi, Tia. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's so nice for you to be here. We met you a couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago um, on our other, our friend Nike. She had a uh, intersectionality inclusivity retreat, virtual retreat, and you were one of the amazing speakers. And as soon as we were on with you and we were on a panel together and heard you talking, we were like, oh my goodness, you need to be on our podcast because you just had so much good wisdom and magic flowing out of you. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, as as with anyone who's for, who's on our show for the first time, we love to hear everyone's stories and just kind of, you know, what got you on this path of becoming a spiritual lifestyle mentor? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of me, because I'm from Philly, want to say, you know, South Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> on the program. <laughs> it's a little rendition. <laughs> I love it. But uh, my story started about, oh gosh, 11 years ago now, 11, 12 years ago, uh, really because of the death of my grandparents. Um, I had the unfortunate um experience of watching my grandmother die from cancer and a year and a half half after that my papa passed away from a broken heart Mm -hmm. and that really forced me to dive into my spirituality just to understand what the heck just happened in my life am I truly living my life I've been having this nagging nagging sensation in the back of my mind and so I just took that that deep dive into really understanding that and that really led to getting certified in spiritual healing, learning about myself more, past lives, just like a, a, a an overhaul in my life. And that took about two years. And then that's when I started my business in 2010. Awesome. Oh, wow. So it's been 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. You, you've been awake. You. So you've been awakened. When, when was your, when did you have your awakening? Uh, probably in 2009-ish and or probably even like 2008 and then then I actually started my business I was uh meditating and I heard the words violet sanctuary spot I'm like that's the name but uh as a kid I had I had premonition dreams I had visions I I knew things but I didn't know really the name of it so Mm -hmm. yeah but my actual like awakening was probably around 2008 and then I just released it to the world in 2010. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what was it like? I mean, that's what I'm curious. Like, what was it like to – because most people I feel like who are listening to this podcast um, probably woke up sometime within the past, like, five years, maybe the past three years, maybe the past year. But, like, what was it like to be, you know, quote, unquote, awake at that time? Because, it, like, the world has changed a lot in the past, you know mm-hmm. – 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's really crazy. I do have to admit I was, what, 10 plus years younger. So I was looking for like the high guys who were yeah, also yeah. spiritual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to be honest with them. Like, where are the young people? Yeah. So, yeah, there was like no one who was, or at least where, where I, I'm located, I couldn't find any young people. But also the more I learned, the more I saw in other people. And I didn't know how to say, hey, like I, I get what's going on on a deeper level. Here's a solution. Mm-hmm. Or when I read, for example, about people who are uh, like elementals or uh, people who are like wise ones and you just see little things about them like, oh, I know what you are. This is why you're that way. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just you just don't know what it is. So it was a little bit like, a, oh, I just want to share my knowledge with people. And to some extent, I was able to, but it was really one of those things where you just, or at least I, for me, I felt like, oh man, I, I had all this information and I really can't share it because, you know, you don't want like a weirdo. Some people are like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what that was. And, and then it was about the beginning of people saying new age. And that really frustrated me because there's nothing new about this. Yeah. And then once I learned about the the matriarchy and how that just got a bad rap and it just then I, I became angry. <clears throat> Excuse me, angry because I'm just like, what? Women are so powerful and magical and all these things. And yeah, so I just it, it went from being happy to where are people how can I explain this to anger and then happy again yeah yeah that's awesome feels normal that feels like the natural (laughs) progression yeah the process absolutely totally um and you know you mentioned to us that you do a lot of work with goddesses and Mm -hmm. um so would would love if we could dive into that because we love goddesses here on the show very Mm -hmm. much so um were you, you know, were you seeing goddesses early on when you were like sensing spirits or like how, when did you first connect with goddesses? Yeah, I, I remember this vividly. My, the first goddess who I should say should like, who connected with me was Bridget. I had cast a circle and I was meditating and I just felt like Bridget's whoop, like just right here. And it was like intense heat. And, and that was really like the certifiable beginning of me actually interacting with goddesses as opposed to reading about them and writing about them. So yeah, that was really how it started just interacting. And the more I learned, the more they revealed themselves to me. Like, for example, recently, goddess Hecate revealed herself to me in a dream. But yeah, it's just been a series of learning, reveal, learning, reveal, (laughs) learning, reveal. Yeah. Bridget's the one who's like, I have that Doreen Virtue goddess deck. She's the one with like the fire who's like, don't back down, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Cool. I, oh, yeah. Ambie, do you ever do that? Do you ever use your, like, do you ever have goddesses come up in readings? Mm, not oh, sometimes. Mm, 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 not very often. Oh, okay. But a lot of the times it's like very human stuff with the readings. You know what I mean? 
It's yeah. like my loved one passed and I'd like to communicate with them or, um, you know, I want to know who I was in a past life, stuff like that. It's not yeah. really like, which goddess am I connected well, to? Well, so do I they ever them. ask like who's in their spirit team? Sometimes people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that's if, if the goddesses are, that's when they'll come up. But yeah, that's why. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, uh, I, when I've, as I've recently been doing some readings, whoo, as I've recently been doing some readings, a goddess will pop up and I'm like, I see her, I see her and I like grab my deck and I'm like going through the deck. I'm like, I just, I can, I got to match the picture. I got to match the picture. Yeah, that's, I don't have a deck. So I'm like describing to the person what I see and like, Google this, Google it after. Um, Get homework with me. (laughs) So awesome. Yeah. And, um, uh, what type of stuff do you do with your spiritual ment- mentees, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, what type of Ooh, clients like do you like to work with? Yeah. Oh, man, I really love this question because I love working with people. Um, so I work with um, women who are ready to get back into their own uh, strength, who are ready to remember who they are. And by that, I mean women who pretty much just – rendered all their energy to their business or their career, their family, um, whomever. And in Mm -hmm. the process, they forget who they are because they identify with so much, but themselves. So I work with women who feel invisible and lost to themselves. And I just help them to remember the magic that's within them. So that's really what we work on is a bit of healing, a bit of unleashing their inner goddess. And then a huge portion is helping them to show up in the world as they truly want to and and live their truth. Mm, I love that. That's so true. I think a lot of moms go through that process of forgetting who they are, you know, Um, And just kind of focusing solely on family and things like that. So, right. Yeah. And a lot of moms get stigmas of, you know, how dare you get your nails done? You want to have a, mm-hmm. a weekend with with your 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 girlfriends? Oh my gosh, what are you going to do? But I hardly ever hear anyone say that towards the dad. <laughs> you know, like the dad yeah. can go fishing or whatever he wants to do, and it, it's a shame, you know, that that happens. So yeah, there, there's a lot of more weight that gets put on a woman's shoulders, especially when she becomes a mom or a wife than it is on a guy. So yeah, they are really just at a point where it's like, okay, the kids are grown by grown, usually like 30, not even 20, like kids are grown, (laughs) you know, and, and now they're at that point where they're like, okay, let me get back to myself. You know, I had someone say to me a couple of years ago, I was like, uh, they said, what do you do for a living? I said, I had a pod, I have a podcast and we do retreats and it's really fun, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you do retreats? And I said, yep. She goes, how does your husband feel about watching the kids when you're gone? And I was like, well, they're his kids too. So he's not babysitting. You know, like I don't pay him for it. He does it for free. But it is interesting because I think if it was switched the other way, people wouldn't ask, well, how does your wife feel about when you're gone? You know? Right. Exactly. So. And that goes into a lot, you know, we just did an episode, Tia, uh, our last episode was about um, money and wealth Mm -hmm. and value. And, you know, we were really diving back into the topic of like, is making a lot of money spiritual, right? Like, is that, and I actually think that really relates to what we're talking, this topic that we're talking about, because, you know, it's, it's like, 
especially women, are the ones who are like taking all of this stuff on themselves, taking all of this responsibility on themselves, um, and also really undervaluing themselves, like Mm -hmm. really undervaluing themselves, what they can do, their time, um, you know, and giving away everything to those around them, which really ends up draining them. And and this, you know, really plays into uh, finances as well. And I'm just curious because, you know, you're you're a coach and you're – you're a mentor. How do you feel about spirituality and money? Oh, I, I love it. And I work on it all the time myself because I have money mindset issues that definitely go back to past lives. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. definitely charge what you uh, believe you can charge at the time. I remember when I first started, it was always charge what, what you, um, how to say it go, charge what you, you, uh, you should earn or something like that. But when you're just starting out, you're just like, should I be charging three hundred, four hundred, a thousand dollars? Like I feel a little bit comfortable with charging maybe fifty or a hundred. So mm-hmm. I, I just really believe that, yeah, I think go for it. Get paid. Or if you're just like, you know what, I want to do some things for free, then go ahead. I just don't agree with like the pressure of, you know, just trying to hammer in, and this goes on both sides, hammering in to charge an exorbitant amount of money when you yourself don't feel comfortable because you had to work on your money mindset and then also doing it for free because it's supposed to be a gift from God. Well, that's anything. You know, someone's mm-hmm. naturally talented at basketball. Someone's naturally t- talented in mathematics. You know, you're okay. still going to charge to be a mathematician and other yeah. things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I think charging too much for your service is a sabotage technique too. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it, it definitely could because then you feel like you have to live up to the amount that you are charging. So what if you are dealing with money mindset issues and your coach or someone who you saw on Instagram said, oh yeah, you should be charging $1,000 an hour for your services and you're in year three or whatever year, it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. you feel like, mm, but am I offering a thousand dollars worth of value? You may well yeah. be, but you don't think that way. So now you are going to over exert yourself and over deliver, but not in the good way. So mm-hmm. yeah, that can easily backfire. Mm. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Tammy says sports players make tons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. They do. But I think what you're saying is like it's really important to just be in alignment, right? It's really important Mm -hmm. to be in alignment with whatever it is that you're charging. But I really do love what you said about it's so true. It's like all of these things are God given because all of the because everything is spiritual. Like every we are spirit. We are spirits. Right. Right. And in football, they talk about God all the time. I know I watch it. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They do a touchdown. They want to do the Hail Mary and a sign across and all those. So, yeah. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, Beautiful. So, what do you think in terms of where we are right now in, you know, our collective evolution as we were talking about, you know, like a lot has happened in just the ten, the past 10 years, right? And so, mm-hmm. how what's your perspective on where we are as a society in terms of awakening and becoming more mm-hmm. conscious, uh, even everything going on like that's about <laughs> to happen right now <laughs> with the election? <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like um, on it's funny, I was just talking about this with my mom, I feel like on a spiritual level, it is partially like spiritual warriors are stepping up even more. 
And also we're looking at a great upheaval because I know, excuse me, I know it's this firsthand where, you know, you're starting to notice people's true color. Some people are really good at hiding certain aspects about themselves for their benefit. So now there's no one who can hide. You have to pick a side whether it's the wrong or right side, there is no, you know, toting the line. So Mm -hmm. this is a time for people to really get definitive about who they are, what they want in their life. And that's what manifesting, right? We can't tell. And I like the example of when you're in a restaurant, we can't tell the waiter, ah, yeah, I'll get the tiramisu and the creme brulee, but mm, actually I don't really want the creme. Like, no, you had to pick, what do you want? You can get both or one or none. So I think now is a time where, you know, people are, actually going to remove themselves from other people's lives. It's, it's just like a great mm-hmm. time of, uh, hmm, what's the word I want to use here? I was going to say cleansing, but that's like, and eh, that's like really, really strong. It's, it's like a great time of removal of mm-hmm. certain things in yeah. life. So uh, I think that's where we're at now because a lot has been bubbling under the surface for so long. So now is the time where people can just like speak up and learn how to stand their ground and, and, you know, just shine and and shine in their, their truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's a, I think it's a really good thing that people, so many people are speaking up and so many people are kind of, it's kind of like, I see people with like a blindfold coming off, kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? What's going on? This is not okay. What's right. happening here? So I think it's – go ahead. No, I was just going to say – oh, Tammy on Facebook just said reorganization. Yeah. Yes. That's a very good word. Yes, Prior- thank you. Prioritization. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I feel like it's been um, – when, when uh, you were talking to Ambrosia, I thought about the people who had the arrows and their their arms or their back and they just been, you know, constantly going, constantly going. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, you know what, let me take these arrows yeah. out. I don't <laughs> have to walk with these arrows and my back hunch over. I'm going to speak up about this. I'm going to live my life the way mm-hmm. I'm supposed to live it. And that's without the arrow. So I, I, you know, wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Just like it's a time of like, n- no more, no more. No more. And there's so many things that have been... Um, eye-opening on all accounts that you can't you can't really dismiss it you can't really hide from it you can't really (laughs) kind of brush it under the rug anymore it's not there are so many things going on that just are not acceptable and that are not okay and so Mm -hmm. I truly hope that it keeps going in a direction where people are treated like people Mm -hmm. you know that that's just my yeah. opinion of like how the world should be like everybody <laughs> should be treated like people right, um, right and then there are so many other things as well but i i hope it continues to go in that direction rather than sweeping it back under the rug next year or you know if things die down being like well we're just gonna forget that that happened like i mm-hmm. hope that doesn't happen i think even even as small too, like it's as big as that is like all of our social issues, which are so important and are all coming to the surface right now. But it's also as small as like today, this girl came up on my like Instagram feed and I was like, I still follow her. I like really every time I see her, I just am like, Bleh. like I don't, I don't like her. Like I don't even know why we're following. I don't even know why I'm following her. I think it was like a, you know, it was like a 
friend exchange thing in another time. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want that. Oh, I can just Mm -hmm. unfollow her. Just like you said, Tia, like, I can just take this arrow out of my – it's draining me for no reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like the the stay away from six feet, six feet man. I like that. I really like that. I don't like people (laughs) close to me, but I've never said it before in public. I've, I've never had the courage to be like, please stand back. And now I'm like, you know what? I just don't want you this close to me. Stay apart. Thanks. So I think, yeah, like big things and little things. It's just about, it's about where your boundaries and your comfort lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa said, me too, Ambi. <laughs> With the best. <laughs> I, I can vouch for that too. I used to go to a lot of my whole life was like music festivals. And I would always say, I was like, can I just get a giant inner tube that I carry? And I just dance in the center of the inner tube. But the inner tube gives me like, yeah, like the six feet of space. I thought that was genius back then. And now, uh, now I have that. So, um, yeah, perfect. Boundaries. Um, boundaries are super important. And also just like tuning in, I think, to yourself and just saying like, what do I want? Like what, what not what do others want for me? That goes into the, the Instagram example I just gave. It's like, I was like, oh no, is she going to be mad? I unfollowed her. Who cares? I don't care. I don't talk yeah. to her. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it matters yeah. about me. And yes. so- Yeah. Do you like, is this something that you see with your clients, Tia, like, you know, boundaries and kind of overvaluing other people's desires versus our own? Because I feel like that's something that is, especially in the spiritual community, we're so sensitive to, we're empaths, we're so sensitive to other people and wanting to, you know, be peacekeepers and all of this. And it's like, at a certain point, you you know, you like you said, Amber, you take the blindfold off and you're like, wait a minute, like every single thing I'm doing is to keep you happy. You're not living my life. Mm-hmm. I'm living my life and I'm not happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's been one of those situations where they are finally speaking up just even as we were just talking about on a, a small level because especially with spirituality, it's personal for a lot of people, but also for a lot of people, they can't talk a lot about it because maybe their spouse don't believe in it, which is, is okay. But then it goes along the lines of they don't respect it. So mm-hmm. it's just like, how can that be rectified? You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I put so much of your feelings before mine by you know, watering down myself by not maybe, I don't know, having crystals or reading a book in front of you. It's like small things you would think like, okay, you don't have to read a book in front of someone. But what if you you are in your home, in your living room, and you just want to relax and read a book mm-hmm. about meditation, about anything? Now that becomes a bit of a problem. So it's been one of those things where it's, we go down the path of explaining this is, you know, ABCD It's not anything that's evil or scary. If you think about it, you do this all the time. And that's what I do. I give a lot of examples. For example, ritual. We do rituals every day. Some of them are pretty mundane, like brushing our teeth, washing up. We do this regularly. Yeah. Then there are other rituals like our yearly birthday. You know, we celebrate our birthday. Yeah. We celebrate New Year's. However, we celebrate it. That's a ritual. We get together. Well, now sort of (laughs) together (laughs) you know we do candle magic we blow out Mm -hmm. a candle on our birthday you know we do all these things that have its roots in the old ways but it just got renamed repurposed so 
that's what we do. I just help them to to really just break it down, like still keep the magic intact, but just show them like, hey, look, we're doing this already. So it's mm-hmm. that and then them tweaking things about themselves, like the way they're dressing, uh, you know, how they're doing their hair, just simple things that they can change that really have a big impact on their soul level because that's how they really want to be anyway. Mm, I love that. So those little things can change to make them feel better about themselves, to more embody who they are. How can how can it change them? Like, could you give us yeah. some examples? Mm-hmm. So, for example, I, I use the example of a, a simple tattoo because that's what especially women tend to get when there's a breakup or, you know, something. This could easily be changing your hair color or something like that. So ta- tattoos can be taboo for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it, it can be uh, culturally uh, a rite of passage, a lot of things. So when uh, a woman wants to get like a small tattoo or something, I just uh, really just like help her to remember the background of it. Like, why do you want that tattoo? And why do you want it where you want it? Because mm-hmm. the more knowledge she has about why she wants it, then the, the easier it will be for her to hold her ground when someone tries to question her about it. So the tattoo is, is one of those things that are very common for a lot of women. And so that that's one example that I love to give is, you know, just really think about the, the meaning of the tattoo you're getting. Or maybe it's just something that's just like a little cherry or, you know, it doesn't have to be any, you know, deep mystical, you know, yeah. it's what you want. But you just need to be confident in why you chose it. And and also give them witty comebacks. I, I tell them if someone doesn't like it, just say, hey, look, if 10 years from now, if I don't like this and I feel like I messed up, can you pay for the laser removal? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little bit of a smart alley response and they can tweak it depending on who they're talking to. Like if it's your grandma, of course, you're not going to be like mm-hmm. that. But I give them like, you know, some comebacks to help them really just maintain their their power. So they don't feel like they had to over explain why they got the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That actually reminds me a lot of I, I was like a similar I had uh, by the way Tammy says I love this conversation so much. <laughs> um, at our last retreat, which happened literally right before coronavirus like exploded, like we got it in right beforehand. But we had this Thank amazing God. one of our amazing listeners um, was there um, doing Amelia Rose uh, was there and she was attending the retreat, but she's also a tattoo artist in LA and she was giving all of our attendees free tattoos. So Amvi and I saved ours for the last day and I decided I, I have five others tattoos. Yeah, 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 that was one of you got you got two, didn't you? Um, oh yeah, I got I forget that you have that one there. It was like really, really small. It's really, really small. It's It's like a constellation. constellation. Yeah, Uh, it's a little constellation. But I wanted to get this hummingbird. Okay. And it's beautiful. I like, I love this. This is my favorite tattoo now. But I got this tattoo and I knew I wanted the tattoo. But after I got the tattoo, I like literally had a breakdown. I was like, oh my God. Like I, like I said, I have five other tattoos. I just freaked out. Ambie, do you remember? I was like, I'm going to have oh, to get yeah. this removed. No, of course I remember. I yeah, literally, yeah. I can't look at myself. I can cover it up during the wedding. Yeah, like I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, yeah. And anyway, the, the whole point of the story is I, I got this tattoo because I actually really wanted this tattoo. And, and hummingbirds are super symbolic to me. They mean magic. They mean lightness. They mean play. Like, like mm-hmm. they're just, ugh, they're my favorite. Um, 
but even though I wanted it, it was actually like it really triggered me in a way that I actually really needed in order to realize that I had like some healing to do with my mom. My mom always wanted me to be this certain way when I was younger. She wanted me to dress a certain way. She, I, I love my mom like we're on such good terms. But, you know, when I was younger, I was just a, a, a big power struggle. And I always felt like she kind of disapproved of how I wanted to express myself. Mm-hmm. And so this tattoo that I wanted suddenly made me go, oh, my God, I, I can't look at myself. Like, I, And I realized that I had to tell my mom like – and heal some stuff with my mom. We ended up having this conversation. We ended up crying. And after that, I was like, this is my favorite tattoo ever. I love it. It's, you know, wow. it's so me. Um, but a- anyway, it's it's loosely related to what you were talking about. But it, it's also just about e- even just trusting yourself, you know, like trusting mm-hmm. that your wants and your desires, and that is what you were talking about, is mm-hmm. is right. You know, even if it leads to you being triggered as fuck and, you know, Mm -hmm. like having a breakdown, like that all was for a reason. That all is for a purpose. Even if it leads Mm -hmm. to rocking the boat, maybe in your relationship, maybe the boat needs to be rocked. You know what I mean? Oh, I I love that. And and something you said also reminded me of uh, decision making. That's mm-hmm. very huge. Uh, and and I, I say women just because I work with so many women. Um, but decision making comes up a lot because of the wrong decisions that were made in the past. Now, the, the ladies who I work with, they're worried about making another wrong decision and how that's going to look, you know, uh, with their whomever because mm-hmm. they spent so much time and, and totally get it. I understand it to build up an image and an and identity you know, so they can show up as, you know, X person here and X person there. But, you know, it's okay if we make a decision, it doesn't pan out completely, you know, how we would like it to pan out. But, and this goes back to our earlier conversation, you know, it's going to be this or that decision making time. So yeah, I definitely also go through that whole process where like, it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But you will regret it even more if you don't make a decision and you're on the sideline and, you know, time is fleeting as we get older, you know, like two, three, four years go by and you're like, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I did that. Even if it, you know, kind of went okay, you can learn something, tweak it in, make it even better decision, more informed decision. Totally. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I I have a small example. Um, When I was trying to buy something on Amazon and then I'm like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then I go to buy it and it's unavailable. I'm like, damn it. I get so mad at myself because I'm like, why didn't you just decide? But a bigger example would be like um, if you, I don't know if you've seen this with your your grandmother that passed, but when you're with somebody, I used to work in hospice. And when you're with somebody that is actively dying and they're aware of it, they talk about the things they didn't do. They talk about the things they didn't get to do. And that's when it really occurred to me personally to live with regret is probably worse than doing it and messing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what my grandmother um, knew many, many years before she knew that before she was diagnosed with cancer. She would say things like, Tia, you're young. You can always make money back. Or if you mm-hmm. like it, uh, you know, buy it. Or if you think you want it, you know, put it, put it in the car, hang on to it. Because if you leave it on the rack, someone, like you were saying, someone might come along and take it. Yeah. So, you know, she, my grandmother, she didn't have the easiest life. She, 
you know, she was born in 1937, so she's seen a lot, Yeah, you know, but she was a very strong woman, very, very strong. And so she would say another thing, like, there's nothing like your own, have your own bricks. So I Mm. I think that, yeah, a a lot of what she experienced in life really uh, became sayings for me as, as I'm growing up and so when she passed away that was one of the reasons why I was really terrified deep down inside like am I really living my life have an active social life have a career have all these things but what does it really mean you know like Mm. am I living my life at the point I was but I wasn't fully living it I wasn't living it in HD and so that that really began my journey in my first book you see the change where I used to wear and and I I hid I say this because I used to hide behind wearing very expensive designer Versace glasses but really I just didn't want to be seen so it would be like Versace mm-hmm. right here and I'm like these are Versace I paid out of pocket you know like <laughs> but really again it was me hiding so I went from wearing uh, glasses to contacts like I can't hide anymore and I couldn't even yeah. see like you had to stand in front of me but you couldn't tell me anything because it said Versace you know like <laughs> I <couldn't see. laughs> like stupid you know so uh you know like I don't have bodyguards not so lab I need to see you know so um it went from that it went from me being at 30 years old and getting braces on my teeth you know mm. I need that you know, so it, it that transition or that um, that initial like, oh, my God, am I living my life? Like, what am I doing? Really led to me physically changing and also being creative. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't so <clears throat> even in school, uh, it was like middle school and I think even in high school, t- correctly, our notebooks would get checked. We had to have a ruler and the outline had to be like five inches from the end, from the red line and this net and that. So I couldn't really be expressive. So, you know, 20 some odd years later, I get blue contacts and every now and then there's one or two people that go, why you pick blue? Because I want blue. I don't hate my brown eyes. I just want to, I want to violet, but I mean, you know, I wanted to be like, uh, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth Teller, you know, but I was like, "Eh," you know, and I'm getting blue. I I might get like green next time. I don't know. It's just an expression, but there's so many layers to it that we have to dissect so we can just be ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I love everything you're saying because also going back to even that, the, you know, the fear of making the wrong decision, mm-hmm. right? It's like that is perpetuating this idea that like we are not powerful creators, that we can't just, it's this idea, it's, it's coming from this lack mindset, right? When in actuality, like the truth of what we are is we are such powerful beings. We can create whatever we want. Meaning if we make a decision and we don't like the result of that decision, we can just create around it and create. And that's the gift of being alive is, you know, we're not going to create perfectly every single time. And that's, that's the whole point is you're just constantly creating on creation, on creation, on creation. And I think too, and it's like what you're saying about like, I'm picking these contacts because that's what I'm feeling in the moment. I'm picking this hair color because that's what I'm feeling in the moment. And that can change. And that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of me is that like I can express this way in one moment and express another way in another. And we don't have to be so rigidly stuck to things. I think that's what keeps people so unhappy because they feel so afraid that if I – choose this, then I can't choose this. Because again, they're attached to that idea that that we aren't powerful creators, that we can't just create new. It's kind of this idea of like, well, if you put all this energy into that creation, you're not going to be able to create a whole new thing. Yes, we can. We can create Mm -hmm. new in every single moment. And that's what's so beautiful about 
being on this path and having this perspective for me. That is what is like the gift for me. I don't know about you guys, but oh my God, I do not know. I'm If you're listening to this and you are not of this belief, I, it's fine. I totally respect, I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> I totally respect you, but oh my God, I don't know how I could be living my life right now and not have this perspective of like that we're, you know, spirits having like a, a human experience and, and all yeah. of this because- it's just too much. Like, I just yeah. need to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Especially when, when you know things and see things and you can't explain it. That's why I love that I had visions and stuff before I knew what it was called. Because now I have a, a, a firm foundation of saying, hey, look, this has to be real. Because I don't know about you, but I saw a grown man standing <laughs> on the side of my bed <laughs> looking like this. Yeah. And later on, I learned he's Archangel Raphael. So yeah. if I had that image wide awake at like was I don't know nine or ten ish years old then I mean something I mean some, <laughs> something's going on out there that's got to <laughs> be scary as a kid <laughs> I'm oh, sorry I didn't hear you I said that's got to be scary as a kid no it, it felt really calming so one of the, the good things that um I really loved I can reflect upon uh regarding my childhood was that my grandmother was very much so into dreams and numbers. So mm-hmm. she had uh, many books on uh, like the meaning of like say a cat number or something like that and dreams. So she would say she, she dreamt of a cat. She would cross reference that book with a numerology book and like cat would mean like 321. She'll play that on the lottery and hit. Like, I, I don't wow. know how she did it. And, and my birthday, I tell people this whenever this conversation comes up, my birthday is 831. So if you play the lotto in August, I, I can't tell you the exact day because she had it down to a science based on her dreams, but play 831 box. That means if it comes out 138 or 813, you still hit. Now, it's going to be a little bit of money involved, but <laughs> if you hit, it's going to be big. So I don't You're know how she did it. Watch this again and take Yeah, watch this again. So next August. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she really, uh, I was like her apprentice in some way. She just understood it. I told her about a dream and she goes, oh yeah, that that's just like a, a premonition dream. She never really saw like magic or anything like that but she had experiences uh with that so yeah so when I saw Archangel Raphael I didn't really see his face and I read later that we can't see their faces because they're in like a higher dimension so we see like their Mm -hmm. glow or whatever Mm -hmm. but I saw like his hands like this and and this is before I even went to Catholic school I learned it was a rosary or I guess maybe a um what do you call those things? Like a medalla or something like that. Yeah. There's like yeah. bees going down and across. I saw. So he was he's like this, and he had on this long dark green like emo green cloak, and it was uh gold on like the trimming were gold. Like wow. as That's a lot like, of detail. Yeah, and I just like okay, and I just put the cover back over my head like okay, <laughs> but I didn't feel afraid or anything like that. I just like that, and and God, he was tall. Like, I didn't. I remember I was sleeping on my side, I'm looking up like. God, like this guy is just it's like going and archangels are seven feet tall i learned later on wow. so i mean to, to have a vision like that one of many i mean like 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 you were saying alexa i, I much rather be in a magical world and stuff like that <laughs> than anything else <laughs> your grandmother sounds like an amazing woman one yeah and i would love to be a fly in the wall in the room with your little self like <laughs> i'm going back to bed i'm not doing this today not today. <laughs> Do you communicate with your grandmother in spirit? 
in, in the very beginning, so uh, like back in 2010, she used to come in my dreams often. Now and then, like throughout the year, she would. But then I would just get like so upset in the dream, so much so mm-hmm. that like I would wake up still feeling that despair. So she doesn't come as often. Mm-hmm. But like in some some dreams, she's more in the background than talking to me. But the very first dream, she came to me and she said, "Spirit has something to show you," and and it was like stars came down from the sky in a serpentine motion, and it was. Um, it was one full moon and two crescent moons. And then I was like in the amphitheater. And then next thing I know, it's like it shifts and I'm on stage and people are throwing roses at me. So that that was like about, yeah, like 2010, 10 years ago. Yeah. So that was that was the most craziest thing ever. Um, but yeah, but now now it's just more like her in the background because I, I would just have dreams. where I'm just like, you know grandmother you know and then I wake up I'm like oh gosh <laughs> yeah oh that's that's sweet that's really cool wow do you do, do you do like dream analysis are you big into dreams mm-hmm. oh yeah I'm huge into dreams I uh, took uh Denise Lynn gateway dreaming course and got certified in a couple of years ago I I love nice. love dreams interpreting them prepping for dreams I love it that's awesome well um can I ask you a question yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was going to ask you to an, um, analyze her dream. No, I, I just yes, I had a dream last night where I, I it was it was more vivid than usual, and I've never had a well. Anyway, I found like some rose quartz in my dream, like very vividly rose quartz. But then it wasn't just like a little bit; it was suddenly like I was literally finding piles and piles and piles of rose quartz to the point where I was like, "What the hell?" I do with all like this is awesome I love rose quartz but like what do I do with all of this so what does dreaming about crystals mean do you know yeah so uh when you're in a dream were you wearing like anything was it like colors anything else pop out you can remember mm, I don't remember what I was wearing I just remember like I was around the colors were very like vibrant it almost felt like mm-hmm. like it felt like a fe- like festival colors and like camping colors and mm-hmm. it felt like but I don't remember what I was wearing no and were you in like a crystal cave or like? No, you say, it was like, like finding outside. it in like my purse. But the purse okay. was like it just kept going and going and mm-hmm. going. Oh God, I got Tell it. Yeah, me I'm gonna that's... win a million dollars. I wish it was that yeah. easy, right? It's funny. It's like why can't I get the lotto numbers like my grandmother? Yeah, Darn yeah, it! Yeah. <laughs> right? No, yeah. So with that, you know, uh, dreaming of crystals, especially the clear quartz, and it being in in your pocketbook, really it was is rose very quartz. Fun. I'm sorry, rose quartz. I said clear quartz. I said rose quartz. Oh, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's a reflection of what you had. That's why I was asking, like, were you in a cave? Like, were you going somewhere? So it's it's sort of like uh, you're you're like a Mary Poppins bag. Yes, you're just like you're just exactly. pulling out stuff. You're pulling out stuff, and you just have so much to give. And the rose quartz represents empathy, finding love, attracting love, beauty. So in your pocketbook, this is like in some ways your your medicine bag, and love is your medicine that you're going to dispense to people and it's endless. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have like another dream where the crystals are in different shapes, you know, some, you know, cause someone might get like a, an, uh, like a, a, like the orb or ball. Someone might get like the wand. No, no, they were all in different shapes. Oh, they all were. Oh, okay. Perfect. Like at first I found like a, like just Uh like some rough cut and I'm like, Oh great. And then I'm like, wait, there's more. And now they're in like the, like, you know, um, they're now they're in like crescent moons and then mm-hmm. I look deep in there and now they're in another form they were it, they were all different 
Oh, cool, cool. Even better. Yeah. So that's just how you're going to dispense to people. Like some people may need the wand because, you know, they may need direction. Some people <clears throat> might have in the shape of a heart to actually help them with the heart chakra or their actual heart. So, yeah, it's going to be a continuation of, of the love you're spreading. But that's really going to be your, your what, how do you say, it? your Rx, your, your medicine, your prescription. Yeah, prescription. To people. Yeah. Aww. So, yeah, you, you so can cool. you can even like make that be one of your um like your your symbols if you want to take like a, a photo shoot and like here's my you know a spoonful yes, of yeah. sugar yeah. spoonful of rose quartz <laughs> Aww, <I laughs> yeah so that. that that's what you're you're doing there you're helping people um and e- even with that being different patterns uh you can even work on um like uh was it sacred geometry or crystal grids to help people and and also um like with the moon, I know you were saying um, in Nike's event, you work with ISIS. So you might even want to direct them to working with goddesses and, you know, things like that. So yeah, Mm. definitely. Wow. Thank you. That's Uh so cool. That was such an amazing, I don't know. I really love that. I really love that image. So thank you so much. What a gift. You're most welcome. (laughs) I need a bag of that, but it can also be money too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just call them a purse of money. (laughs) Bags of crystals and money for everyone. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a spiritual Oprah. Um, she, <laughs> Oprah is spiritual. Um, anyway, Tia, thank you so much. Just just realizing how time, how fast this hour has gone or close to an hour. You are so yeah. awesome. And our listeners and viewers on Facebook have been loving all of this. Uh, um, <laughs> so tell everybody how they can work with you, how they can find you, how they can contact you. And you have a podcast too, which we're going to be on. Yeah, but you're going to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Uh, so let's see where I can be found. Instagram. I'm at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. I'm there the most. Uh, you can connect with me. You work with me. You go to my website at TiaMarieJohnson.com. And uh, what else? You guys will be on my podcast. We're recording Friday. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Soon. Yeah. Right before my uh, tattoo, I'm getting another tattoo. <gasps> Ooh, what what tattoo? are you gonna get? Yeah. So I designed one. So I went online and I. Okay. I, I so I had a uh, like a, a cosmic experience. Like I, I was able to just like connect there. So I'm. I decided to get a tattoo to represent that. So I found different moon shapes and I just put it together and I, I sent it to a, a tattoo artist. So he's going to do that. And then it's another Hecate symbol. So oh, I'm going to cool. Hecate, another Hecate symbol and goddess Hecate symbol and a, a celestial symbol. I'm very excited. Oh, I love it. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Where are you going to get it on your body? Yeah. So on my, my forearm and then the other, so there's one Hecate and then it's going to go like right oh, there. Cool. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Thank I love, you. That. love tattoos so much. That's so great. Me too. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to post a picture or show us yes. once you get it done. Um, everybody who is listening and watching, we will put Tia's information and links and stuff in the show notes of this episode. So you guys just, can just go there and click to connect with her. And obviously, she is just an amazing soul. And uh, check out her podcast and listen to our episode on that one. Um, yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, thank everyone, so much, for watching Tia. and listening. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I had a blast. (laughs) Awesome. All right. We love you all. Until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everyone.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 